You're listening to Language Casters Football Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to week 18. My name is Damien and I'm here in a rather chilly Tipperary in Ireland the day after the final group matches in the Champions League. On this week's show, we feature that competition in The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, our review of the football world. And after that, Damon will be taking a look at the Club World Cup that's taking place in Tokyo this week. Then we have a new English for football phrase. And of course, we wrap it all up with the weekly predictions battle. Aye, oh, let's go. Aye, oh, let's go. So, Damon, how are you doing? I'm very well indeed, Damien. It's good to hear from you. How are you? I'm very, very well. It's a, it's a chilly day here in uh, in Clonmel. People are looking forward to their Christmas shopping. Uh, how about there in Tokyo? Any buzz on the uh, World Club Championship? Well, there is indeed, yeah. There are a lot of people talking about it. Everyone's very excited about Ronaldo coming, Manchester United. Uh, they're the biggest draws. Um, so people who aren't even interested in football are trying to get tickets at some of the games, particularly because Manchester United should be facing Gamba Osaka from the J-League. Wow, sounds interesting. Uh, it brings back memories of last year when we turned up watching uh, some of those games there. It did. Yeah, that was a cold night. Right then, let's have a look back at the uh, football news from this week, uh, starting off with the good. Damon, what was good? Well, it was good for a cast-off manager, Juan de Ramos, ex-Tottenham coach. You will know him very well, and he starts his new job at Real Madrid uh, remember, what a step up that is. A really big team there with a win against Zenit St. Petersburg in the Champions League. Uh, yeah, not the Carling Cup. 3-0 was the score and he'll be hoping for more when he takes his side to the camp now to face arch-rivals Barcelona in the Clásico in La Liga. Uh, so very good for Juan de. Also good for English League 2 side Gillingham, who've booked a place into the third round of the FA Cup after beating Stockport. And they land a great tie against Premier League side Aston Villa. Remember, FA Cup's coming soon. How about you? What's good? Yeah, well done to Juan de. Uh, it's good to see him getting a job. Hopefully he can uh, qualify his team for Europe next year. Uh, <laughs> congratulations to Sao Paulo, who are the uh, champions of Brazil for an unprecedented third consecutive year after beating Goyas 1-0 in the last game of a very exciting season. Now, this is the sixth title for the club, which is a record, and this despite losing many of their best players to Europe. So well done to coach Ramayo, who becomes only the second ever boss to win three titles in a row. And his next goal is the Copa Libertadores. Now, staying in Sao Paulo, well done also to Corinthians, who after they were promoted to the top division after last year's relegation. And they've also signed former Brazilian great Ronaldo. So good times ahead for the two fallen giants. Now, the end of the season in Brazil was not so good, however, for the two teams who compete in the biggest derby match in that country, and that's Flamengo and Vasco da Gama. Flamengo, after a bright start to the league, finished fifth to miss out on a Copa Libertadores spot, and then they fired their coach. Vasco, meanwhile, lost 2 at home to Vitoria and are relegated. So pretty bad news for the two Rio clubs there. How about you, Damon? Well, for me, I'm going to go back to Europe. The Champions League knockout stage, uh, the last 16, and the stupidity of not allowing sides from the same country to face each other in the draw. Now, the only reason UEFA has this rule is, say, if Chelsea and Manchester United were drawn together, Arsenal and Liverpool, everybody would be asking the obvious question, which would become even more blatant. 
why have three or four teams from the same league every year making it to the Champions League? It's a farce, really, isn't it? It's a Champions League. So you can't have four teams from the same country in it. Let them play, knock themselves out before they get to the serious stages. The champions and one of the domestic cup winners only, please. Yeah, I think a lot of people would actually agree with you there, Damon. And uh, particularly as, you know, this competition is touted as the best one in the world. Um, many people now think the Champions League is in need of a revamp, particularly after the final set of 16 matches from the eight groups this week. That really only had two games that had any real significance. Basically, clubs did not pick their best players. Managers said they did not care. That was Arsenal's Arsene Wenger, by the way. And fans didn't even bother to turn up. Pretty bad indeed, yeah. How about ugly? Now, uh, I'm going to talk about Champions League. So despite no one really caring about the final round of group matches, uh, it seemed that no one told Wayne Rooney, the Manchester United forward, who spent much of the game against Danish side Alberg trying to hurt the opposing players. Elbows, off-the-ball stamps and flying kicks formed part of Rooney's repertoire. Yet the French referee turned a blind eye to it all. Maybe he didn't care about the Champions League either. How about you? Well, my ugly is, uh, we featured this story a while back, actually, a couple of weeks ago. A Newcastle fan, Barry Norman Hutchinson, 49, escaped being banned from attending football games after being found guilty of racist chants directed at Middlesbrough's striker Mido. An ugly decision from the court. How can they let him off? How can he escape? Very ugly. Hello, my name is Marcelo. I'm from Brazil. I'm a fan of Vasco da Gama. And you are listening to languagecaster.com. Now, as Damien has already mentioned, Ronaldo's coming to town, to Tokyo Town, to participate in FIFA's Club World Cup Championship. Now, on this week's main report, Damon's going to take a look at the seven teams involved. Club World Cup kicks off in Japan this week and it's the fourth year running that FIFA's club championship has been held in Japan. This time last year, we were treated to a great final between the big guns from Europe and South America, AC Milan and Boca Juniors. The Milanese won that thriller 4-2. What hope this year of a non-European or non-South American side winning or even getting to the final. Well, let's take a look at the teams in the tournament. Well, first of all, we have seven teams, not six starting, as Gamba Osaka, the reigning Asian Champions Cup champions, are the Japanese representatives. Usually, it is the J-League champions. Last year and this year, it was Kashima Antlers. But as there cannot be two Japanese sides, the runners-up in the ACL Adelaide step in and will face New Zealanders and the Oceania champions, Waitakiri United. Now, last year, Waikatiri went out in the first game losing 3-1, and you can expect the same here. Forget the fact that New Zealand and Australia are sporting rivals. The side from Adelaide should have too much for the boys from New Zealand. The winner of this game will play Gamba Osaka who finished a disappointing 8th in their domestic league. They will be expecting to meet and beat Adelaide, repeating their comfortable victory in the ACL finals. That fixture finished 5-0 on aggregate. That match will take place in Toyota on the 14th of December. A day before, in Tokyo, Al-Hali from Egypt 
bring real history and pedigree from their domestic league and African football to the club championship. Celebrating their 100th anniversary last year with a domestic record 33 championships, the Egyptians will be no pushovers for Pachuca, the Gophers from Mexico, the CONCACAF champions. While this outfit has only been in the top flight for 10 years, it is the oldest club in Mexico, founded in 1901. This game may be one of the most entertaining. On the 17th and 18th, the Giants enter the competition. LDU Quito, the dark horse winners of the Copa Libertadores, will take on the winners of the Al-Hali versus Pachuca game, while Manchester United will pit their stars against either Osaka, Adelaide or Waitakiri. Ferguson has been reminding the British press that his team from Manchester are the only British team to have won one of the various World Club Championships back in 1999. Can they do it? They'll probably have to dispatch a passionate Osaka side backed by a home crowd on a cold Yokohama night and then probably LDU and the Ecuadorians who were the first side from their country to win the Copa Libertadores and they'll also want to be the first club from their country to raise the World Club Championship. By the way, if you fancy tickets for next year's competition, it won't be so cold. It's going to be held in Abu Dhabi. Now, if you would like to download the transcript for that report, you can do so by coming along to languagecaster.com. And for those people wishing to practice their language skills, there's also a worksheet and answers. In addition, we have lots of free resources for teachers and students, including a football glossary, vocabulary lists, quizzes, and a collection of English for football phrases. This week's English for football expression is no pushovers. The basic meaning is when a team suggests that it will not be beaten easily, despite what many people think, that is, they're a weak side. If you can push someone or something over, then it means that it's something easy to do. Now, in the FIFA Club World Cup, Mexican side Pachuca and Egyptian team Al-Ali are certainly no pushovers and will make life hard for Manchester United and LDU Quito. No pushovers. I wonder if Real Madrid will be a pushover or not for Barcelona in this week's big game in La Liga. Barca fan Ivan Ho probably thinks so, and we'd like to say thanks to him for posting a great blog on the Catalan Club this week, and lots of comments and opinion on this blog and on his team, including one from Gordon, who's obviously a big Lionel Messi fan. Now, if you'd like to make a comment on any part of the show, come along to the site at languagecaster.com and let us know what you think. Well, while you, you've never been a pushover in the predictions battle, Damien, you still have a lot to do. Next up, it's predictions. Low scoring affair last week saw Damon win 3-1 to increase his lead to a huge 18-point margin. He correctly chose three results, including wins for Tottenham and Barcelona, who both feature again in this week's predictions. Right, let's take a look at this week's games. And we're going to start off with the Premier League and we're going to feature my team against Manchester United. That's Tottenham against Man United just before they go off to the Club World Cup in Tokyo. Damon, what do you think about this one? Uh, well, I hope someone gives Rooney a good kick in for a start. I've got a feeling uh, this game, they, they usually are pretty open affairs. Tottenham against Manchester United. Tottenham are feeling good. They haven't really got anything to lose, really. I mean, no one expects them to win. Uh, but they've had some great results recently. 
Man United are visiting London. Man United haven't had some uh, good results recently. So I think this is going to be a very interesting game. And I can see Tottenham beating Manchester United 2-1. Man United will be have, have their thoughts on other things. And uh, this is 2-1 to Tottenham. Yeah, that's an interesting point. There. I'm not so sure about that. Uh, maybe it's just the natural pessimism of being a Tottenham fan. Um, but I think if we get a 1-1 draw like we did last year, I think we'll have done well. So I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. OK, well, what about the, the big game, El Clasico in uh, La Liga? Barcelona at the top of La Liga there. Real Madrid slipping up recently, um, but with a new manager, as we've mentioned. What do you reckon? Yeah, this is going to be a great game, actually, because uh, I was watching the uh, Real Madrid-Sevilla game last week. It was finished 4-3 to Sevilla in, in the Bernabeu. And uh, the one thing about Madrid is that they they really go for it, even though they're not playing as well as they have done. They, they're an attacking force. And as we all know, Barcelona are as well. So it should prove to be a really, really interesting game, unless, of course, one day decides to turn it up again. Um, but I am <laughs> going to go for a Barcelona win. It, I, I think it's going to be a 2-0 victory. It's not going to be as easy as, as many people thought. 2-0 to Barcelona. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I agree with you there. I, I think Madrid will be, you know, Playing uh, on a different level with a new coach, etc., etc. They've got the motivation against Barcelona, um, but having said that, Barcelona have to have to really win this one um, if they're really going to feel comfortable at the top. So it's going to be a two-one Real Madrid victory. Right now, I, I, another game I watched last weekend was Hoffenheim against Bayern Munich, and another really good game of football it was. And Bayern actually stole it in the last minute to beat uh, the upstarts in the Bundesliga. But uh, if they beat Schalke this weekend, they'll they'll go top again. Uh, they'll stay top for the winter break. Uh, what do you think? Hoffenheim, Schalke? Yeah, I think they will win this. I don't think they're going to let that setback against uh, Bayern affect them. It was, everybody agreed, it was a great game. Um, they've got nothing to be ashamed of at all. They played very well. And, uh, yep, they can still be at the top if they beat Schalke. And I think they will, 2-0. Uh, no, I think this is going to be a 1-1 draw. And I think the slip is going to begin now. Ooh. Okay, well, I wonder if there's uh, going to be any surprises in Serie A as we take a look at Juve, Juventus against AC Milan. Big, big game here. How do you call this one? Uh, yeah, many are saying that they're fighting over second and third place, really, because Inter are running away with Serie A yet again. Uh, this is going to be a nil-nil draw. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I, I think AC Milan are going to sneak this one, one-nil. Right, next up, we're going to feature the Club World Cup and we have the Egyptian side Al-Ali against the Mexican side Pachuca. Damon, what do you reckon? I, you know what? I've got a, I've got a sneaking suspicion that uh, Al-Ali are going to win this one. Um, I, you know, they're, they're a pretty solid team. Uh, huge, as I mentioned before, a huge domestic record. I think they're going to win this one. Uh, they might win this one 2-1. I think this is going to be a very interesting game. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think the, Mex the uh, Mexican side will struggle. And uh, I think the Egyptian side uh, are going to win this one 1-0. One of course, uh, Egypt are the African nation's champions as well. So uh, it could be a good year for them. Yeah, That's right. That's right. Now, talking to Mexico, we've got the uh, final playoff game there in the Mexican League. What do you reckon? Yes, we've got Taluca against Cruz Azul. Um, we're going to look at the second the second game. It's a two-legged affair to see who's going to win the Apertura Championship here. Um, we're we kind of guess the first uh, leg, but I think in this game, um, I think uh, Cruz Azul are going to win. They're going to win it 1-0, and that's going to be enough to see them crown champions. How about you? Uh, no, I, I think this will be a 1-1 draw, and I think Toluca will be the champions of Mexico this time next week. How about that, Damon? 
Excellent. Okay, well, we shall find out. Thanks, everybody, for listening this week. Yep, enjoy all the football. Hope your team does well, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.